Hey, eavesdroppers, welcome to Flapping Our Lips. Just three sisters talking about random things. And we invite you to eavesdrop on today's conversation. So today we're going to be talking about something that's uh, probably pretty true to most households, or most people, I should say. What are some things you did as a child or had to do that you still do now or refuse to do? So this kind of came out of an, an Instagram post that I saw this week. It was quite funny. Growing up in a Caribbean household, our parents had lots of rules and you had better adhere to each and every one to the T. And this post was so funny and true that, you know, a guy was trying to do his homework and, you know, trying to learn the young man and his father was on him, wouldn't give him any slack because he answered something wrong and it went crazy from there. So, um, Today, we're just going to talk about some things that you had to do as a child. Like we had to get it right. There was no room for error or, and what do you refuse to do now? So let's go at it. So for me, one of the things I kind of refuse to do now, and I did it for a long time, and I'm sad to say it took me a long time to get to this space, this notion of you practically spend your whole weekend cleaning your house. You just got to clean. You got to clean the bedroom, the bathroom, the living room. Everything must clean and be spotless because, you know, the queen was coming and, you know, it had to pass the white glove test. And I lived that life for way too long. So now I kind of refuse to do that. I'll take care of my housework during the week. And, you know, if the weekend come and I hadn't gotten to it during the week, I I'm like, okay, well, next week is another week. God's fair life. We'll handle it then. <laughs> but I refuse now to be that cleaning beast. That, 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 that was terrible. Yeah, I think that was probably the most traumatic thing because uh, I think of all of us, I stayed with our parents the longest. And so at one point we shared those that work and eventually it all became my work. And I would spend the whole Saturday sitting there cleaning. And so now I ain't doing none of it. I am not doing it. Uh, I may get to one room and I am okay with it. We just going to live clean up in here. Uh, We ain't not going to let it get dirty. Uh, So totally traumatized. Hated that. I also had to wash everybody's clothes. I ain't doing that mess around here. I had to wash it, fold it, deliver it. Hated it. Today, everybody do their own clothes, fold your own shit, and keep it moving. <laughs> Ain't doing it. Oh, I hear the trauma. I hear the trauma. <laughs> you, know, I, you know, being the youngest, I definitely did not have the full brunt of the load because I just was younger, um, but I definitely was in the traumatized vibe of cleaning the house. Mine kind of transformed into, I do clean up during the week. I'm not going to be spending my whole Saturday doing it. But during the week, I think I have a combination. So I have some clean rules and everybody knows they come to this house. It's some clean rules because I ain't going to be doing no whole bunch of cleaning. And this ain't the Holiday Inn and I ain't no maid. So you got to follow these rules or sorry, don't come. I'm I'm just saying. And I ain't trying to be disrespectful or (laughs) abrasive as one person in this house would like to call me. Um, And fighting back. back. (laughs) Yeah. In terms of washing the clothes, the same thing. I hated putting away the clothes. I hated 
Um, so one thing I hated was once you put your clothes away and we were pretty, you know, we were, we are small children and we had a very high closet. And one thing that we had to do was keep our clothes neat in the closet. And if we didn't keep those clothes neat in the closet, when we came home from school, we found some of those clothes strewn upon the floor for us to fold up and put neatly because we might've just thrown them in the closet because we couldn't reach or we didn't, we didn't feel like reaching. So today what I do do is I do still keep my clothes neat because it just looks good in my closet and I want to be able to find things. And maybe that was the rationale behind it, but I'm sure it wasn't. It was just about keeping <laughs> it clean. your clothes neat. So I, I, I still do kind of embrace that. I do embrace the neatness. I do embrace the cleanliness because I just can't live in disarray and disrepair. I can't do it. I'm not the person who, if somebody rings my bell, I'm going to kick something under the couch. I'm not that person. If if somebody comes over, my house is going to be clean, but I'm not going to kill myself or spend my whole life, my whole weekend, which is, you know, valuable time cleaning. I'm not doing that. I'm just going to jump in on something you said, because it, it just reminded me of our childhood and it made me chuckle inside when you said like, you you know, as you say to the other person who sh- you'll say what you need to say to the other person who shares your home. And that was just not a luxury we had as oh, kids. Yeah. You could not. You had whole conversations in your head about all the things you were saying or thinking, but your face better have remained neutral and respectful. Because people were not playing no kind of games. And I find that I'm like that in my house now as well. I'm going to tell you how you didn't see that crumb on the counter. Wipe that up. I'm going to tell you what I need to tell you because as a kid, you just couldn't. And you just better make sure we probably knew what a poker face was before we really knew what the term poker face meant. Because if your face wasn't neutral and respectful. 100%. But when you think about it, with now that I have children, uh, sometimes their room look 100% crazy. And I do go in there and I, 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 I do start to experience a little bit of jitters because I'm like, what the heck is going on in here? But what I don't do is what I would have experienced, which is my behind would have been whooped and then go clean the room. We have a conversation like, you need to clean this up. I I usually reach a limit where it's get it done now. And, you know, because I don't want them to feel like they have to spend all their time cleaning up. And clearly they do not. And because, uh, Cleaning their room and keeping that clean is not the first priority for either of them. The other thing that I um, thought about is, you know, we had parents who, well, at least a mom, who had lots of dishes. And every now and again, you had to go in that dang china cabinet and clean it out and wash all the dishes and help with that. I I guess I hated everything because I hated that too. (laughs) And so today, as a result, I'm not having 12,000 dishes. I have a few and we going to keep them nice and clean or I'll clean them when I need them. Uh, But I'm not going to have a china hutch with 2000 dishes that you bring out twice a year. Not doing it. Never will. No, thank you. Yeah. And I don't want the inheritance either. Yeah. I'm in full agreement with that. I don't want any china cabinet uh, 
mommy did definitely try to, you know, push that subliminally on me. I'm not having no china cabinet. I don't need a whole lot of dishes. I don't have a whole lot of people in my house. I don't, I'm not, I might eat the same plate every day, wash and eat, wash and eat. And it's going in the dishwasher. I'm using it. Now that is at the behest of my husband who I used to be sitting there washing by hand. He's like, oh, we have a dishwasher. I was like, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> it saves water. I was like, okay, we'll use that. And now don't even look at me, put it in a dishwasher. Unless it's just one thing that I'm not going to just waste all that water to wash that one thing. So going back to though, something you said about sharing thoughts or conversations in your head. I'm number one. And I definitely have struggled with that in, you know, my marriage. I will have straight conversations in my head like, oh, this is crazy. Oh, you could be getting on my nerves. Or, oh, wow, that's so nice. I love you so much. But I won't articulate it. It's crazy. So I've had to learn to communicate more effectively and not just be a very good listener to actually be expressive because we weren't really taught to be expressive about our feelings and our emotions out loud. We just could not. It's like children are seen and not heard. And so while you may have started out saying, oh, I'm hurt. I mean, you could cry after beating, <laughs> but you couldn't say, I feel, you know, I felt like I couldn't say, hey, I feel sad or what you got to be sad about or what you, or I'm angry. What you angry about? You know, like you ain't got nothing to be angry about. You ain't got nothing to be sad about. You got food on your clothes on your back. Like what's going on? And all you got to do is go to school. I don't want it to seem like if it was just totally all these traumatic experiences, but I mean, there were some funny, crazy things that we did as well. I mean, like I, I still kind of do sometimes, which is nuts because most of the time I am in my, my home by myself, but I still squirrel away things that are favorite to me. And I don't want nobody else in the house to find these raw cashews or this here bag of chips that I love. I'm going to go ahead and put it somewhere where, you know, y'all ain't going to look too hard to find it. But because, of course, we had a large household. And if, you know, if, if you was eyeing the last coconut bun, you know, <laughs> you, you might want to hide that so that you could find it late at night. And, you know, so when I think about those things, I think of them as funny instances, you know, I don't know if I thought it was funny as a child, but now that I look back at it, I'm like, oh, look at you, you squirrel away food or you dance for food. I think those things are hilarious now. Well, in terms of squirreling away, yeah, I'll, I'll hide some things if I don't want my husband to eat it and eat it all out and I'm not ready to eat it. Sure, I'll do that. But what I, what I think I still retain and I recently got checked on this was opening food in sequential order. So if you have this box of bag of Oreos, this cookie, you have to eat out all of these Oreos before you can get to the Chips Ahoy or before you can get to the <laughs> yes. vanilla wafers. You cannot eat it all. And he's like, what are you talking about? I want my money. I gotta be eating. I eat whatever I want. I'm like, no, close this. Wait till it's done. And then you can eat the other one. He's like, are you crazy? This ain't no third world. Squirrel. <laughs> squirrel away. So I was like, wait a minute, I gotta rethink this. What's going on? Um, 
we don't have to eat sequential order at all times. <laughs> but that's how we were raised, right? Oh, you eat until it's done, and then you open up the next thing. What you well, think you is going drink on in one here? juice, <laughs> yes. and then you open up the next juice. So flavor. if it's grape juice, but you want to, you want to get to the lemonade. Y'all no, you want to get to the fruit juice. punch. You better drink out all that, and you better not drink it out fast. Right. You better not drink it. You better not drink it out in one day. And where you going with that big glass of juice? Where you going with that big glass of juice? <laughs> yes. Now, what I don't <laughs> adhere to are some self and self rules we had. The three cookie rule. So you can that. eat three cookies, one serving size, one serving, and we adhere to that. Today, I'm eating a whole. I'm eating a whole bag if I want. I'm not going crazy. Well. I'm not going to be like, oh, I only can eat three. I paid for this. I want to eat all of them at one time. Now, I may not do that due to, you know, trying to weight control. But if I feel like I want four, I'm going <laughs> to. Yeah. You four rebel. You, you rebel. Eating four cookies. <laughs> I tried to tell my daughter that the other day. You can have three cookies. She looked at me like I was plum crazy. I was like. That's the rule, don't you know? <laughs> oh my goodness! What we I such do good feel, kids. what I do feel to your point, everything wasn't wasn't. It was strict, and it wasn't like horrible. I don't want it to make it seem like oh, this is you know they should have called Bureau of Child Welfare immediately. <laughs> Maybe in some cases, but um, <laughs> not for everything. So, one skill that I did learn as a child or that I had to do, and now I still do as an adult, and it serves me so well in my personal life, in my career, is critical thinking. So we had to, if our dad was working on something and he just chose, probably didn't want to say the word, didn't figure it out, you had to figure out, and he said, hey, bring me that thing. You're like, what? You couldn't ask what the thing was. So he could be working on the toilet. You had to be like, hmm, maybe it's the a wrench or the flathead screwdriver. Hmm. Let me, let me look at this real close. Run, go get it. So you had to bring both items. If you were smart, you bought both things and said, hey, is and which pray one you, you get a thank you. Yes. Oh, thank you. Excuse me. I don't no, know what that means. You get a thank no, you because that meant you got it right. Right. No. Hey, yeah, the, you the fact did, that he yeah, said, you you, grab. what's wrong with you? You didn't understand what I asked you for? It meant you, <laughs> if you didn't get one of those, that meant you got it right. <laughs> yes. I 100% pretty, agree with that, though. Yes. My critical thinking skills are so, I can look at something and kind of dissect it so quickly. It's I'm sure that our father just did not know he was developing that skill. Oh, I could look at something to be like, boop, 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 boop. Okay, that's the solution. I don't even have to know. As long as you give me the parts, it's like a puzzle. I'm constantly putting puzzles together in my head. Like, wow, this is amazing. Yeah. So I'm or, very thankful for that skill. Oh, I'm thankful for the good hearing because you knew on a Saturday when you were slacking off from your housework, uh, if you heard that car, you better get back to being real busy because um, Mister was coming inside to see what the progress was. And if you didn't have good hearing to hear that, oh, 
Daddy just pulled up in the car. He's home. You would have been caught out there and in some good trouble. <laughs> Not Mister, though. <laughs> I know the, that uh, sounds a little color purplish. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I agree with the critical uh, thinking part. Uh, I'm often able to just look, look at things. And I say, have y'all realized that if you do this, this is what's going to happen at the end? And they're like, oh, I didn't think about that. And so it has been immensely helpful to me. And I agree, it's probably not, wasn't intentional, something that we were learning, but as a result of, of our, uh, the way our parents communicated, absolutely uh, helped us to develop those skills. Right. I, I agree. And and one thing I refuse to do is I definitely, based on everything that was said, I definitely try to communicate clearer and be clear, as clear as I think I can be and ask questions um, and not make assumptions. Even if I'm, you know, with some of my staff, I'm going to ask you, I'm never going to outright accuse you of doing something. I'm going to try to dissect where is this going awry? And usually I'm pretty on target of trying to figure out where something has slipped up or there's a problem or, like you said, um, how we can get to a a good solution. Another good thing um, that I did as a child that I still do is I don't wear, and it served me well in the pandemic, I don't wear my street clothes in the house. I don't definitely not sitting on my bed with no street clothes. That is absolutely not. And I also have house clothes and I have work clothes. Well, my work clothes, party clothes, you know, no, my work clothes and party clothes don't co-mingle. Um, I don't wear the same thing to work that I wear to a party, but you know, I definitely have, we had church clothes, we had party clothes and we had house clothes and school clothes. And I feel like my brain still kind of functions in those silos of, work party school. So I'm not going to wear an evening dress to work with a blazer, which possibly, you know, in fashion world today, I probably could, but I'm not going to do it because the way our, we were raised and my brain functions. Yeah. I think I'm in many cases, the same way. The whole idea of the house clothes is still a thing for me. Uh, my husband, he will often laugh because I will come home, walk straight inside and walk almost out seamlessly with a whole inside outfit. And he'd be like, wow, that was quick. I'm like, yep. And that's just my my routine. Very rarely do I stay in my street clothes the whole day. Sometimes I do, but I'm more comfortable in the house clothes. So that, that's my preference. Yeah, me, me too. My husband will say, wow, you bro- you breaking it down. Like I just broke down. I go out looking, whoo, glamorous, come back in, it's the head tie, the robe. He's like, I know you got to go break it down, but my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Well, it's interesting to be able to uh, reflect on these experiences, the the good, the bad, and uh, the in-between. And yeah, and the funny, and to see yeah. how many things that we still continue to uh, practice collectively, and things that individually we choose not to. So that's also pretty interesting um, where we've all landed. So I hope you've enjoyed this conversation. I certainly have. And we thank you for eavesdropping with us today. New episodes post weekly. 
to share your comments, say hi, recommend topics, or ask for advice. Reach us at flapyolips at gmail.com. That's F-L-A-P-Y-O-L-I-P-S at gmail.com.